Welcome to episode 88 of the Girl About the Globe podcast. For this podcast episode, I'm giving some tips and advice on how to choose the right hostel. If you've never stayed in a hostel before, or you have already, but you want to make your next experience even better, this episode is for you. Stay tuned. Welcome to Girl About the Globe, a podcast for you as a solo female traveller. Empowering women to travel solo with maximum adventure, minimum impact. So I've been travelling on and off for the last 25 years and for two decades I've used hostels. You may associate hostels just for young people and you can get hostels that are just for young people. But they now cater for lots of different kinds of people and you can get different types of hostels. So you can get eco hostels, boutique hostels and of course party hostels. I've stayed in quite a few of them. If you're unsure how to choose a hostel, I'm going to run through some steps that you might want to take to help you choose the right one because there are so many out there. I've stayed in hostels in so many different continents and some countries know how to do hostels. Europe, for example, have amazing hostels and Australia. Some countries are still kind of catching on to the whole hostel concept and they might not have the same standard as what you're used to in certain places. So, for example, some of the hostels in Europe, especially plus hostels, have a pool, a laundry service. They have a bar, an evening entertainment, as well as a travel desk. You have shared kitchen so you can cook your own food which saves you money on eating out. And then there's also the social element. Best thing about staying in hostels is that you are guaranteed to meet other people, especially if you're traveling in Central America or South America, because there is a trail called the Gringo Trail. So you generally meet people going either up or down the continent. It's really easy to meet others. So hostels generally have communal lounges and bars. Some even have barbecue nights, which is a great way to meet other people. The accommodation in hostels are generally dormitory rooms and rooms vary from 2 to 10 people sharing and even up to 20. The more beds a dormitory room has, the cheaper it is. Europe, in the cities, Barcelona for example, you can find dorms of 20 plus people. If you're planning on staying in a few hostels, you could consider getting yourself a membership card such as High Hostels or YHA. These are especially good for Australia. Some universities also open themselves up as hostels during the summer months and the benefit to these is that your room will probably be less than a four bed dorm and more likely just two beds. Some hostels include breakfast and towels as well. You do have to rent them from some places but if you really don't want to share your sleeping space with others there's usually the option of private rooms. There are so many hostels out there so it's never been easier to find one but it is worth researching them before you go to make sure that the hostel is right for you. Some are musical, some have a hippie vibe, while others attract the hardcore teenage partiers. Some even have an age limit, but that is quite rare. So bear in mind that you do get what you pay for. So choose wisely because there's no international standards as far as I can see for hygiene or security. So look for those with lockers to store your valuables. Unless it's peak season, which is generally the summer months or Christmas, just book a couple of nights at first and then decide to stay longer when you get there. That's what I normally do with my accommodation now. I get a feel of where I am and if I want to stay and then I just add on extra nights. So the first tip for choosing a hostel is to look for what area you want to be in. In my experience, the most expensive hostels tend to be right in the city centre. 
whereas the ones that will save you money and can be cheaper can be a walk away. So decide whether you want to be within walking distance of attractions that you really want to see. Or if you don't mind paying a bit less, you can take the train or the bus into the city. If you want to be where the action is and you love nightlife, then choose a hostel in the action. Bear in mind that if you're too close to the bars and nightlife, you might not be able to sleep with the noise anyway. I once stayed in a hostel in Budapest. It was five euros a night and it was right on top of a nightclub and the music went on until five o'clock in the morning. But it was fine because I actually went to the nightclub. But if you're not into clubbing, don't stay anywhere that's too close to the nightlife. Make sure that the accommodation is in a safe area. So would you feel comfortable walking around the location at night? You don't want to jeopardise your safety just to save a few pounds or dollars off your accommodation. That's where checking the reviews really comes in. Make sure that reception is open 24 hours. If you're arriving late at night or early in the morning, it's so important to check if they have a 24-7 reception desk. You do not want to be arriving late at night and then find out that you can't check in. That's the last thing that you really want to happen and it's happened to me in the past. If you're arriving by bus or train, you can also check if it's walking distance to the bus station or train station. That way you can walk instead of having to get a taxi. An eco-property, which is just outside of town, might look like the most amazing place to stay, but being stuck outside at night and not being able to get in isn't the safest option when you're alone. So make sure that you can get to your hostel in the evening and that there will always be somebody there to greet you. Checking reviews, as I just mentioned, there are booking sites where you can choose your choice of town and city, select your dates and then hey presto, all the available hostels are shown. You can then sort through by the most recommended or the cheapest price. And unless it's a brand new hostel that hasn't got any reviews, there will generally be ratings and reviews from other backpackers. You can even check for solo travellers who have stayed there. So in that way, you can see how great the location really is, how secure the property is, and if the staff are friendly, if a hostel comes highly recommended, and it's fair to say there's a great reason why. Female-only dorms. If you don't want to be sharing a dorm with men and you don't want to be sharing a mixed dorm, then look for female-only dorms if you feel more comfortable staying with just girls. Some properties are even dedicated to girls only, while others have female-only showers and toilets as well as dorm rooms. Check if it's clean. I've stayed in a few that aren't clean, generally the cheapest ones you can find on the internet, so it's always worth paying a little bit more. Leaking toilets, dirty kitchen and bed bugs aren't really what you're looking for when you're choosing to stay in a hostel. Some of them that I've stayed in, I don't even think they should be open to guests. That's why it's really important to read the reviews and to not cut costs. These have tended to be the cheapest I could find at the time and ones that I've just wandered into. So if you are in the area, ask to see the room before you pay for the night. And if you're booking online, my advice is not to go for the cheapest and instead go for the next rate up. You can always take a sleeping bag liner with you if you don't feel comfortable sleeping in the linen that the hostel provides. Spacious lockers. Make sure that the hostel has somewhere secure to store your things. If the hostel doesn't have lockers, see if there's a safer reception where you can leave your passport. Most hostels have lockers in the room. Some are large enough to even store your main backpack. Some of them you either get a locker that's standing and others you get a kind of a gated locker that wheels under your bed which you can put everything in. You do need to lock away your laptop and phone at night if you're sharing a room with others. It's always better to be vigilant and lock your valuables away just in case. No matter how much you trust the girls in the room, it's just a really good idea. 
bathroom facilities. In my personal opinion, there's no point checking into a hostel with a single bathroom, which is shared up to 10 people, especially if you have a train, plane or tour to catch in the mornings. It could also mean that there may not be enough hot water left when you take a shower. Some hostels have ensuite bathrooms that are just for that particular room. And also check if they charge to rent towels. A lot of hostels charge to rent towels. One of the last ones I stayed in was the Generator in London, and I think it was three or four pounds to rent a towel. Although some do include free towels, and some even have shampoo and hair dryers. Internet connectivity. This is so important anyway, just to keep in touch with friends and family. But if you don't have all of your trip planned, then chances are that you'll need Wi-Fi to plan the rest of your travels. It's also crucial if you do need to stay in touch with people. Pick a hostel with a strong Wi-Fi signal all around the building, not just in the lobby or the reception. Eating out obviously is all part of experiencing the culture, but eating out every day can add up, especially if you're staying in expensive cities. So you could look for a hostel that has a kitchen. Most of them do. That's where you can prepare your own meals. You could also check if there is a supermarket nearby too. Some hostels include breakfast, which is ideal and a great way to save money. I have been in hostels before where food has gone missing, so do expect that that could happen. Check for any extras, such as the hostels offering breakfast or free tea and coffee. Some even offer filtered water, which is great if you're staying in a country where you can't really drink the tap water. If you're staying for a few days, these extras can all add up. So even choosing a hostel with free breakfast, if you're staying for five days and it's generally five pounds a day is going to save you 25 pounds. Some also work with local tour companies and will offer discounted prices on restaurants, activities or attractions in the city too. Some of them also do evening tours and bar crawls and that's such a great way of sampling the nightlife in the city. And generally people from the the hostel are going to be coming back to the same hostel at the same time as you as well. It's a really safe way of going out at night. A lot of them also do walking tours, so it's a good way of meeting others and also meeting people from the hostel. If you're looking to base yourself in a city or a town, then travel around somewhere else for a couple of days. Check to see if you can leave your luggage. Some hostels will let you leave your main luggage there if you check in for the evening when you return. So when you're coming back, if you check back in, that can be a possibility. I've noticed that in some of the modern hostels now, you have to pay for your storage. So they have these big lockers or small lockers, depending on what size your luggage is. And then you put in how many hours you want to store your luggage in and you pay by the hour. That could be an expensive option of leaving your luggage. But some hostels that don't have that facility may just keep your luggage for free. Say you need to check out in the morning, which you always do with hostels, even though some of them you can pay a little bit extra to check out a couple of hours later. It's always worth asking if you can leave your luggage there, especially if you have a night bus and hours to kill beforehand. So you may also be able to leave your luggage at the hostel while you explore for the day before catching your bus. Make sure that the luggage facility is always locked or lock up everything that you leave behind. This saves you from carrying around items that you don't need and it gives you a peace of mind for when you return. Check if the hostel is sociable. Hostels are sociable. Some of them are more sociable than others. It all kind of depends what kind of traveller they get there. Some could be more like hotels with only rooms to sleep in. So hostels with common rooms, roof terraces or gardens are ideal to strike up conversations with strangers. Look for the hostel arranged tours, pizza or barbecue evenings and bar crawls. 
If they name any of these, then they are likely to be sociable and you are guaranteed to have some company to hang out with. If the hostel has a restaurant and a bar, then you're on to a winner, especially if there aren't any restaurants in the local vicinity. It makes dining so much easier, especially if you're having a travel planning day or a rest day and you don't want to leave the hostel for a day of sightseeing. The prices normally are quite competitive too. Selena hostels are one of my favourite hostels. They have co-working, they do wellness in the morning, so such as yoga or Pilates, which is usually incorporated in your room rate. They also have a bar in the restaurant, so you don't even need to leave the hostel if you don't want to. I also stayed in a hostel in Ghana, which offered meals for lunch and meals for dinner. And it was a great way of me meeting everybody because it was all around a communal table and it took away that whole anxiety and stress of having to go out into the city and find somewhere to eat. It was so much easier. Also check there's enough power outlets. It's very hard to stay anywhere without tech devices. You probably have a smartphone, possibly a camera, laptop and a tablet, so you're going to need a constant supply of power. So you don't want to book into a hostel which you have to walk 20 metres to get your phone charged. You want to keep your phone charged next to you. Some of them do have outlets in the beds with a a little light and some of them also have curtains as well. So you also get to have your own private space where you can just pull the curtain at night time. Choose one that's got multiple outlets, including one near your bed, just in case you need to use a device when it's charging. Another thing to look out for is air conditioning or heating, depending on what time of year you're traveling. It's really important to have heating if you're visiting somewhere in the winter months. The amount of places I've stayed or I've gone to bed with a hat on my head because there's been no heating, such as Bolivia and Peru. There have been some other countries where I've had to do that as well. Look for a fireplace or if it has heating to ensure that you don't spend your days and nights there freezing. This is equally the same in the summer months, but in reverse, when you should just make sure there's air conditioning or at least a fan. Sharing a dorm room with several strangers in the humidity is not fun, believe me. And lastly, word of mouth is also the best way to choose a hostel. A traveller may just have stayed in a hostel where you're heading to next. And unless you have a completely different idea of travelling from the person who recommended it, for example, they might be a party animal and you like quiet nights, then you're probably on to a winner. We also have solo female-friendly accommodation on the Girl About the Globe blog. And you can also join our Girls About the Globe Facebook group and ask for recommendations in there. This is just my quick guide on what to search for in a hostel. There are so many out there, so just make sure that you read the reviews and wherever you decide to stay, embrace it and have the most amazing time because you never know who you're going to meet in hostels. I hope that I've inspired you to stay in a hostel. As I mentioned before, they are ageless. Generally, anyone of any age can stay in a hostel and you can even have your private room if you don't want to share a dorm room. And you can find all of this information on the How to Choose a Hostel article on the Girl About the Globe blog. And I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to our Girl About the Globe podcast, making solo travel easier for you. Find everything that you need for your solo travels at girlaboutheglobe.com and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.